0: is a family matter the casualties after the intergalactic battles this little child slept
1: through if like is a story the mine is a saga and we'll ride it long enough if they let you and we'll ride it long enough if they let you and we'll ride it long enough if they let you
0: so i don't know where this is going to go in the show but it's pretty ironic hi and welcome back to Alma said our other podcast name let me. Let's. Uh, this is what a wonderful day. It's been a strange week, folks. Welcome back to Brian K. Pod, the Internet's only podcast about internet. Internet. No, God. Lord. <laughs> I mean, I guess he does write comics on the Internet. It's he the Internet's own. Only podcast about comic book writing sensation, sometimes publishing to the internet. Brian K. Vaughn. specifically, we're breaking down every single issue of his series with artist Fiona Staples, Saga, issue by issue. So each podcast episode is one issue of Saga that we're talking about. This week it is issue number thirteen. Um, last week we did a whole Doctor Strange break because we do page break or page breaks, issue breaks between graphic novel collections, and we do some other Brian K. pieces. So we did the entire Doctor Strange: The Oath graphic novel. All that to say, I'm one of your hosts, Spencer. And I'm Logan. And I'm extremely tired.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry, last but... week, last week you were sick, so your your voice sounds like it's still recovering.
0: I am definitely still recovering. It's like a so I got sick. I started getting sick after the second time I mowed my grass in a weekend because I didn't get finished before it started raining while you were here, actually. Um, and then I fi- after you left, I finished. And then, like, the next morning, I could feel the allergies, and it just, like, turned into a sinus infection. No COVID, luckily, like, nothing like that. Um, but just total sinus infection, And but, like, hit me with a sledgehammer. And, and that's why we're, we're off week. That's my fault. Uh, listeners who are out there reviewing us, Greatly and things like that.
1: <laughs> Sorry if I had like... found it, they would have gotten a maybe cool bonus episode, but I could not find uh, the old uh, loose staples recordings of, I believe, Adam and I, or uh-huh. at least it was me and Greg, or me and Greg and Adam talking about volume one. Um, I spent God, a good half a day. Listening to bits and pieces of old Lou Staples episodes, uh, which I I texted you, I was like, "God, I forgot how good Justin is."
0: (laughs) he was awesome. He and his mom were like such a great team.
1: Yeah, um, we did Invincible for a few, uh, excuse me, a few episodes. Um, But yeah, really, yeah,
0: that's like I know that show, that book was big, or it's been big, but like that show, it just pops up in my Twitter feed all the time. People are like talking about.
1: Everybody Absolutely. loves it. That The the series was great. I, I never finished it. It's one of those that I always say I'm going to go back and finish, but I haven't yet done it. But uh, I haven't watched the show yet. Even people I know that don't really know it's a comic book, just mm-hmm. that love animation, are like, you got to watch a show, man. Well, yeah, I get around to it. So trust me, I think the book is probably better, but I heard the show's good.
0: I think I read the first sort of like uh, saga in that I know I read like a, a, a collection or two of Invincible and liked it, but I know I didn't like it enough to to keep going. Which not, I didn't have anything. I don't. I can't. I have no memory of anything negative. It just wasn't something that I kept going with.
1: It, it felt like Ultimate Spider-Man. If Ultimate Spider-Man was full of swearing and a lot of violence,
0: and see, I was just like, "Come on, I have Spider-Man Ultimate Man. Spider-Man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm just like rooting for him and mj and whoever else and um anyway i've been looking through all those comics the ultimate stuff and i've been rebagging and boarding all my my collection um and a lot of those i have from old bags without boards or and there's also books i reread a lot as i was reading them yeah. and so i have like the tape was all like the plastics. so i've been those have been getting refreshed and just flipping through it's been very nostalgic Um, I may do at some point
1: (laughs) Every time I come across Ultimate Fantastic Four number one I think about you (laughs) And how much you coveted that book And someone wound up paying A good deal for it For you, right?
0: Uh, I don't know This is not, I mean I know I have it
1: Yeah, I think you told me like your aunt Or something came across it No, it was
0: Ultimate X-Men number one
1: oh okay
0: yeah yeah no so they because it came out and it was such a huge flash it came out very close to spider-man and they were both out and spider-man was a non-starter that was like already too expensive um but x-men was like it's too expensive for me now but it's only going to get worse like and cause for a while it did it, like really went up and so my aunt in boston went to a boston comic book shop and uh got it from them and talked them down on their price which is very uh, rim, like, I need my aunt with me to go barter anywhere. Um, <laughs> I don't
1: know and, why I uh, thought it was Fantastic Four.
0: Uh. No, we've talked about Fantastic Four a lot because it's such a strange book that, like, became some of the most valuable and lasting, like, value books.
1: Oh, yeah, that um, Marvel Zombies issue, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like, that, that, so I think... I think we, besides like the rare reference to me liking Ultimate Spider-Man, we reference that Fantastic Four series more because we're always like, and in the end, those are the ones that were worth the most. And I said, <laughs> I have those. I, I didn't know if I had those. I know I don't update to some conversation we had months and months ago, but I didn't know if I had all those. But in my, my refresh of my bags and boards, I do. I have all the Fantastic Four stuff and all the zombie stuff. So I got those. Don't well, on the internet. People come get them, especially after Doctor Strange
1: yeah i mean if that if that pops that i recently discovered we'll talk about saga sorry folks but i recently <laughs> discovered that i have issues of a complete series but specifically issue one of a book called next wave agents of hate that was okay. written by warren ellis published by marvel i think i picked it up because it has some some odd mutant characters in it mm-hmm. um issue one goes for like four hundred dollars And I'm seriously debating On selling it But I was like But if it stays that way I'll never really get a chance to buy it again Because I'll be like I'm not paying that for that book Just (laughs)
0: I'll pay the shipping You mail it to me I'll go trade it in at 2nd and Charles And go get that hot toy
1: They'll give you like 25 bucks
0: (laughs) They won't give me 25 (laughs) bucks For a $400 comic book Come on They'll give me at least 60 I don't actually I've never traded in with them Uh, Um that's my plan though. I don't know if I told you that. I decided these two long boxes I have of DC stuff, I'm gonna trade them in over there. I've got a couple video games and just get as much credit towards that hot toy so I don't have to spend my own money
1: on it. That's, that's a good plan.
0: I mean, you know, it's like it's kind of like recycling. It's you know, good, yeah, it's I'm, I'm over
1: here cutting up comics and you're like, I'm gonna get that hot toy.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying
1: it's 250 bucks
0: i can save some of that i'll save some of it my my uh the last thing i'll say before we get into this my my mandalorian um black series the client which is Werner herzog showed up today
1: very excited you have a action figure of Werner herzog they
0: they put it out it just it just came out um and it's got the uh the I i don't know what it's called it's the um the ice chest that the guy runs through in like yeah. out city its yeah. it's got one of those
1: <laughs> oh my it's like it looks like a like an ice cream maker or something
0: yeah an ice cream is ice cream maker um
1: yeah.
0: so yeah I'll, I'll send you the picture now um
1: that is I mean, awesome I, of all the knew- directors that now have an action figure would have never picked that dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's uh, when I heard they were going to do it, I was like, Oh, I got to get it. And then I missed the pre-order. There's a couple sites that I follow. And when I used to really get the the black series figures, um, and then, but I still get their emails and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save the money. And then it was like, it's releasing. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just getting it. Because if I don't now I'll regret it forever when it's like 60 bucks on Amazon or on a, on eBay and that will annoy me. So I won't do it. Um, so now I have a Werner Herzog action figure.
1: That's incredible. So
0: yeah. Um anyway, so this is not normally what we do, but this was fun. We should do this more. Um <laughs> what we do uh is we listener if you are new, we t- take a issue of Saga and we kind of work from front to back and we talk about the whole issue um and the the story in general and sort of the art and just kind of everything about it. Um previously to this issue I uh, had some hazy recollection of of where we had been. Now we're in uncharted territory for me. Logan has read all the way up uh, until I think it's issue 52. Now I'm losing track because they're putting out new issues
1: somewhere in there uh, in the 50s. Yeah.
0: And so in the 50, so he's still ahead of us, but, um, so we, but we try to avoid future spoilers. So if you are like me reading along, you can enjoy that ride. Um, and then we just sort of break down the issue. So, uh, we always start where you should start with any comic book is the cover, um, I'm going to just, instead of asking you, because I always kind of tee you up, I'm going to tell you, I think this cover is super awesome. I really, really like this cover of the baby and the author staring at each other and the lighthouse light shooting up. It's very epic, but it also reminds me of like the end of Rogue One. And I feel like, are they in danger? Um, which is the question from our cliffhanger and on the last saga issue. Um, what do you think of the cover?
1: I do like it. It has this it sounds weird to say this because of what the series is it has a very otherworldly quality to it, you know, yes, we've seen a giant spider lady on a cover, but still it it just i don't it, it's very um, not creepy, but just it's just so strange Like it's
0: it's it reminds me of like. my idea of a horror film set in england in like the 1800s on the coast and like there's fog and there's eerie and there's probably like a haunted mansion with a lady like a ghost of a lady who was murdered by her husband like it's very eerie um i agree but i like it i love it when she gets hazy man her her (laughs) her atmosphere is so cool
1: it this looks like the poster to a jordan peele movie (laughs) That
0: I would see it on opening day <laughs> yes. if I didn't have two kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, I want to see Nope so bad. Have you seen the Nope trailer?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it it's so good. Man, like it just looks so good. I was out on all his other movies. Like I I know everybody loves him, but I'm just like it just most horror stuff isn't for me. So eh. yeah, and this I'm just like, well, I need to know what that is. <laughs> Cool. So I, I did hear.
0: <laughs> for this is just a PSA, and then we'll get into the issue. But a PSA for you and for our listeners. I did. They just showed the trailer at CinemaCon, the big convention for theater chain owners um, in Las Vegas, and they and Peel said like, and, and and the reports were like, it tells you for sure what the movie is about. And Peel was like, just let them like, don't say it from here. Let them see it when it hits the web and stuff. But like, if you don't want to know. The next trailer's the one to, like, from here on out, don't watch it because he's going to, like, tell you what it's about next trailer. So I'm planning – my hope is to not click, and I'm going to mute. I can't mute – can I mute Nope? I'll mute Nope on Twitter, so maybe I won't see. But I'm wondering <laughs> how many tweets I won't see anymore. But I'm going to, like, mute it and try not to see so I can go in as cold as possible. Um, there's no yeah. PSA for Nope. Not that yeah, they need I need my help.
1: I'll, uh, I'll avoid the rest of the trailers, so –
0: Alright, so let's get into our issue. Thank you for, see you can tell I'm scattered because I'm talking about all sorts of pop culture in one day. Um, so the, the opening spread, we always have this big opening page, love it. My first thought, and I'm curious of yours, is so we see they're at the the Landfallian Army Medical Center. So it's a VA, right? Um, and I love it. it's this beautiful building and it's pristine. It's got this cool statue, which kind of looks like an ice sculpture and then it has this, you know, like the winged creature with the torch and you see like the flying horses and the moon and it's like it's really cool. And in the foreground is a homeless vet. And I'm like, ain't that America? And yep. so. I just freaking was like, this is such a great image and sets up whatever we're going to like the scene for what we're about to talk about. That it's, it's all there. Did you love this first page like I did?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's not yeah. something like we talk about the splash pages like that would that would be a poster on my wall. I don't think it would be a poster on my wall, but it is a very pitch perfect like representation, like you said, of America and kind of what uh, a lot of vets wind up going through. Um, And it just gets better as you go into the next page where there's just a line of, like, uh, people from various walks of life, like one person is missing a leg and, like... One person's a bear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get uh the empty hallways and then the shot of like troops are our treasure, you know, this old tattered poster like hanging onto a corkboard, and then a rat, because rats of course have wings in this universe, flying through the hall, shitting as it goes. <laughs> so
0: Oh my god. I've I've looked at this picture of this and I I didn't catch that it was taking a shit the whole time. I like I it's so that's such a great catch. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: and then the uh, dude
1: would with, with no hand you know talking about uh, uh losing his buddy and trying to kill uh our two heroes and their child
0: and confirming that it's you know he's he's telling the story and we don't we know he's in a VA and we don't know who he's speaking to so there is this whole thing of like he's really trying to convince somebody of his story and it's kind of like this is is it that strange that they would do this? Like, why isn't the military believing him? Why are they interrogating him? Like, because we don't see who he's speaking to. Um, and uh, I had this whole feeling of like, why don't these people believe him? And like, or or are we gonna like? Is it gonna turn around and it's gonna be like another freelancer who has to kill him because he knows too much? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm I, I didn't know what was going on, but there is some extra layer of the VA sort of parallel where then they they wouldn't they br- I briefed our intelligence guys and they laughed in my face um and I tried telling someone from the press but they were no better said I should call the tabloids and just another great brian Vaughn punchline uh cut to clearly tabloid guys um and we're very glad that you did i hope that was awesome
1: yeah this is the introduction of Probably two of my favorite little side characters. A, I love the way they look, mm-hmm. um, like kind of mermaidish, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know. I yeah, tabloid journalists suck, but I, I just love these dudes, man. Um, and also, the camera is the best. Like because it's deny. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite little fiona staples d- detail i mean it could be something he wrote into the script but it feels like such an artistic detail that you're like well it's not a lens it's an actual eye so <laughs> it's, it's like kind of flintstonian I, I don't know i just love it
0: no, no no it's awesome i like that i like his little hat too and uh, like his like it's like of that time in in our culture where like guys who are a certain level of thought they were cool wore those hats all the time um I someone gave me one I never wore because I was like I'm not that cool I can't do it um but I love his hat I love the just it's it feels like Los Angeles has come to the VA that's what it feels like and I like it um all right so then we jump into uh, back to our our main crew uh, aboard our um, our rocket ship tree, and uh, I love the the right where were we? Because as we've talked about, there's breaks between these issues at times, and um, I just like that. I just like how they're using Hazel's narration to keep us up to date as readers, because for me it has been um, two or three weeks since I've read, which is you know basically a month between issues, and and so it's nice to like. I just i just love how they they're working that angle of keeping the reader caught up but keeping it natural um to the story um and and so we were on we've jumped back in time because where we left the family was they were in the lighthouse of, of oswald heist the author of the book that inspired the romance um and there's a cliffhanger because Prince Robot uh, is in the living room, basically, and they're upstairs waiting to see what they need to do. And um, so we've jumped back in time and uh, to Hazel pooping, and uh, <laughs> you know, as babies do. And and the 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 writing the e h h h and then four ends the that noise is a noise I've gotten very familiar with as my kid has switched to solid foods. <laughs> um, so that's a very specific noise, and I heard it, and I just I hear it through the monitor, and I hear it in my day, and I'm just like when when Alana wakes up and and like she's up Marco, and it's like you're just hoping that the other one will help you. Like it's always one whoever hears it first. You're just hoping the other one is already heard and is helping you already. <laughs> And that moment, because we always bring it back to parents. It's so funny how this is lined up with things, but I'm like, that that all feels real. Too visceral for me, man.
1: See, I didn't even, like, it never even registered with me. Like, the 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 noise, uh, the yeah. what's it called? onomatopoeia. Like, uh-huh. it just didn't register at all with me. <laughs>
0: Uh, yep it made me chuckle because i was like yep and then and i could not get over the fact that i was like on the way uh to to do this with you and then heard the noise and was like well i'm gonna be late after (laughs) sending my funny mickey rourke gift to say hey i'm i'm all in um then i was like nope gonna be late um so anyway um so marco's not in bed though and and we see a uh john wick style uh bearded Marco standing in the shadows. Um, a few weeks, said uh, we know it's a few weeks after uh, Marco's dad has died, um, but he's sad. He's really just sort of looking out the window, not talking. And Alana tries to comfort him, but he is like stoic to the extreme. Um, yeah. And I went, I went back and looked because um, I was curious. And our and this is, I mean, it feels like a spoiler even though it's not. But in our big splash at the end of issue 12, Marco's not as grizzled looking. Like his face is a little bit covered up by the baby. But he's clearly not as... Maybe he is. Now it's hard to tell. Well, shoot. Never mind. Theory gone. Um, but I'm just like, how Like, how does he get it together? Does he get it together? What snaps him out of it? Um, I feel bad for him. It feels like, I mean, like I can't imagine what he's going through. its It's been a lot of traumatic events one after the other and then losing his dad
1: yeah we both kind of had our our share of wrestling with that and kind of being in that headspace so yeah i I do feel for the dude but at the same time you want to just grab him and shake him be like hey man your mom your wife and your kid they're all still here so you got to snap out of this
0: yeah i agree and i'm curious when I'm hoping that he gets there in a good way, and it's not some terrible thing that, that shakes. I'm hoping, honestly, that Prince Robot showing up isn't the thing that snaps him out of it as something bad happens. Um, so I'm, this issue does not solve that for me, and that's a problem, <laughs> mostly because I'm just excited to find out what happens. Um, but we do get um, of Lana uh, with Marco's mom. Um, she he, She comes in to get Hazel, and Hazel's got the coolest room. Love still love the mushroom uh, lighting and the the plants and stuff. It's all very neat. Um, but uh, Marco's mom uh, has the baby and has changed her.
1: Um, still wearing a veil, you know, very yeah. like ceremonial, widowed. You know, and while also still giving her new daughter in law absolute shit about uh, the crap that she's feeding her husband in regards to reading (laughs) reading the book i love how this book is just uniting people but not in the way that you would think
0: (laughs) well it's so fun when you see the cover you're like it's like the arrest development joke about am where the dad goes like her like you see the book and you're like that that (laughs) really (laughs) all of this over a
1: book man
0: and and i do and and i do also like that we've seen a few people read the book and have some response to it that sort of understands what she's going through but i do like that um that clara is reading it and being like oh come on like really like i like her reaction is not like i can't believe you've fallen for this not i see that you've seen this message and like i get it but come on it's like how have you fallen for this it's so it's so condescending but i love that about the whole take on it because it's it would be too easy to have the book be like universally life-changing with a cover like that <laughs> let's see let's see um so
1: i From do there like the. Go to, oh, sorry go ahead
0: well I was going to say there was a line I was looking for so I can make sure but it is actually her last line um but I do I did really like Clara's line I've done more than enough outliving
1: Yeah as um, she takes the veil off like okay well uh, clearly you're all going to get yourselves killed you're idiots I'm I'm this is my morning ended and the veil is off I, I'm about to take charge of this situation
0: Yep and and so I I like her I'm very excited to see like captain captain clara take over things uh to a degree and and i'm wondering if she's going to be the one that shakes him and goes it was my husband like snap out of it you know um and which isn't nothing grief isn't that simple but i do think that marco is going to be called to snap out of it and i just am curious to see um if it is through his mom's help if it's to a, uh, again i'm so concerned that it also could be through a traumatic event so i'm hoping we don't lose Claire soon because um, that would that would suck so because um, i don't feel like we're losing hazel because she's narrating so i'm not going to worry about her too much right now but i guess she could be a ghost we've seen ghost oh my god <laughs> the seeds were planted many issues ago um <laughs> anyway so okay so, we do get a little bit more narration and and kind of cuts to we see Prince robot reading the book um you know, granny was right to worry. You were actually gonna lead this off. I'm sorry, you take off so where where we go from from the veil the unveiling
1: and i was I really just wanted to know your thoughts on the weird planetoid shape thing like and also maybe it's just because I've seen the image so many times it very much looks like the covid like oh yeah uh, whatever or whatever yeah i was like "Mm, i'm really tired of seeing that thing and now (laughs) it's in this book from 10 years ago
0: (laughs) well it's funny i'm so i like the the series uh steven universe a lot we've talked about it in the past um and i'm currently playing on my switch there's a, they made a Steven Universe game for the Switch, and I'm playing it right now. It's pretty, it's like a kind of like a lighthearted RPG. It's really fun. But the design of it, like the planets and like the, not, they're not planets so far, at least in the game, but like the creatures that come from other planets and it's very gym oriented. Um, and it, 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 the planet reminds me of something. So I looked at that and immediately had this. Uh, prism, which is a pun for Steven Universe, but a prism of uh, of thought of like that looks like Steven Universe um, stuff, and and in a positive way because like I really like the design work on that. But this is definitely the this is the adult version. This is if Brian Vaughn and Fiona Staples made Steven Universe, this planet is what stuff would look like. <laughs> so that's what I thought immediately. I didn't actually make the COVID association at all, but now I can't unsee that. I totally see that. Um, but in the moment, I was like, oh, Steven Universe, nice.
1: Uh, yeah, yours is much nicer than mine.
0: <laughs> um, I do like the... Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, but it, it, this does also contain my favorite line of dialogue from The Will.
0: <laughs> Which is one.
1: Which is what? <laughs> this, the, when he's talking to yet another person on a phone who's like, endlessly giving him a hard time. And then, the, what did you say your name was? The Will, as in losing mind to live. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh. I love that. So good,
0: so good. Um, I I love the whole idea, the concept that they have spaceship basically AAA, and and that they have to call and if they're out of range for the same day coverage. That's hysterical to me. Um, all this sort of human or well. Uh, sentient beings, no matter where they are, creating bureaucracy that limits their experience, is just – that concept is so funny to me. Yeah, I, um,
1: uh, we're so good at that. So, of course, that's the way it would be in space.
0: <laughs> the The closest – I think the only time I've never – I've not seen it very easily in a in science fiction that comes to mind is the movie Arrival. Have you seen Arrival?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, so like, well, the idea is these big creatures come to Earth and they communicate in like a odd way um and and but they they like are all pretty much equal for the most part They it doesn't seem to have any bureaucracy but they're big like squid things so then but then i'm reading this and i'm thinking like i wonder if those squid things like call back home and be like we arrived safely and we'll send our forms to tell you about each communication with the uh, human beings as we try to save their planet like i've like i want like I, I pictured their bureaucracy and that makes me chuckle too so maybe i need to series logan space bureaucracy
1: that's the series i mean
0: just it's a comedy and i would love that
1: so, uh, little side note i so our former boss and i uh good friend alan uh used to sit around uh the office that we worked in like just bullshitting and coming up with like odd ideas and we once got pretty far into writing something about these two dudes are basically space garbage men. Because you know like every time we go. In and out of space. We're leaving crap behind. And it just rotates in orbit. You see bits and pieces of that. In um. Uh what uh. What's the Sandra Bullock movie. Where like the space debris. Like tears up the satellite or whatever.
0: I was muted. I'm sorry because I was blowing my nose. Uh, Uh gravity.
1: Yeah. So I kept going
0: gravity gravity why isn't he <laughs> responding to me gravity I was like oh I'm muted. Uh
1: yeah we once had this idea about uh just these two garbage men who basically pick up the trash people leave in space and all of the bureaucratic bullshit that comes along with that. Um it was a really really fun idea. So that's for nothing, but it made me remember that. So
0: <laughs> would definitely read. <laughs> I want to read it. I want all the bureaucracy that made fun.
1: There's a... there's should Space Force.
0: <laughs> so it's funny. I don't... I want it also done well. <laughs> there's my shaded Space Force. I tried to watch <sighs> Space Force, and I, I need to go back to it, but maybe I was in the wrong mindset at that time. Maybe because we were talking about actual Space Force a lot at the time, and I was like, I just don't. It's too much. Just too much. Um, so... Have you seen Joe versus the volcano?
1: Not in God, so many years. That Not movie's since basically like it like, came out.
0: So it's like three movies in one, and the third last one movie makes the whole movie kind of hard to like reconcile with our modern like understanding of. I don't know not being racist um and so because that last third is real rough but the first third is like the best combo of like terry gillum and uh and oh what's his name oh my god tim burton excuse me making the office but with tom hanks starring at it starring in it, and it's so great that's a, that's my, that's one of my favorite bureauc- bureaucratic Sections of a movie ever Is the first third of Joe versus the Volcano
1: Ryan loved uh, Meg Ryan Not just because of her name So I'm yeah. sure he has a copy of that Somewhere And yeah. I'm going to have to, to get it And write about it Because I, I promise you I've, I haven't watched it since I was a teenager So uh, I have n- literally no Memory of Any particular scenes in that movie just kind of him playing like six or seven different roles or whatever it was and well,
0: it's her she's there's three she plays three different people
1: oh okay
0: he's the same guy but he keeps having meet cutes with her playing different people throughout the movie
1: okay see um, i didn't so, even remember that right
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't know i had no idea going into it. this is not anything to do with it is a saga though that whole story it's something to see do recommend it it's very strange tom hanks used to like he's Love Tom Hanks, not disparaging Tom Hanks, um, but he used to make really interesting choices occasionally, and now he kind of makes Tom Hanks choices, and that was a really interesting choice, and I think people should watch it. Um, But the last third is deeply problematic, and go into that understanding. is a different time, and it might not hold up, but the first two parts are incredible. Um, Okay, back into Saga. So what do you make of the idea that the will was going to hit Gwendolyn and I'm going to call her this for now. Cause I yeah, don't we'll get to the name, but then the slave girl says no hitting. That's one of the rules. Um, and like, what do you make of this whole dynamic of the three of them?
1: It's very old school kind of John Wayne-ish of him. Like, yeah. or Sean Connery. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, advocating for for any of it but it does feel like he comes from that that school of of thought that you know sometimes you know a woman just needs a good slap you know right? which is horrible and wrong um
0: but that's like the quote from connery
1: like that's like it, right the thing. so I, I think some people could read this and take it as vaughn kind of advocating for something or but really i think it's just to show you kind of remind you who this character is and where he comes from and kind of how he feels about certain things so um i i think it's i think it's the right choice for the character as weird as that sounds no, no,
0: it doesn't sound weird at all. It makes perfect sense. And I agree. I think this is the most he's playing in the Western tropes, like the space Western tropes or with this, this group, I guess I was going to say trio, but Lion, Cat with the four of these folks together. Like this is him playing in the Western tropes the most. Um, and even with the space bureaucracy on the first page of their, their two pages there, it's still like, that's all very Western. I thought Western 2 didn't go like to the John Wayne, Sean Connery, but that pair those together and that that's it it's very much at that time but that's good and I think I because it does play to who the will is and you can't forget who he is that's something we've talked about because he is cool at times and does really cool visual things or interesting things and he saved the slave girl and that's really heroic but you can't forget who he is that's important because I do think that at some point just like in that lighthouse potentially that we might come back to and see at some point these people have to to square down and 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 something's going to come to a head and you cannot forget who he is or there won't be any tension
1: um so yeah. I, I like it. It, it yeah this book i've said it before but um as it goes along you'll see it with all the characters it's a brilliant uh representation of this idea that like even the bad people aren't all bad like you know there are moments where you will like as hard as it seems there are moments well where you will get to prince robot and be like you don't really want him killed anymore like you don't want this character to die because you're like oh like i kind of feel for this dude like he's not a hero but you know he's not uh I don't know, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, where you're like, God, fuck that dude. <laughs> <You know>? Right.
0: <laughs> He's not the embodiment of all evil. Right. Um, all right, so we, we get to Quietus. I really like this whole section, this whole Harryhausen <laughs> section. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, the, I love the lead off of um, that... that um, granny as as hazel refers to her or clara she sends isabel first as like the (laughs) reconnaissance i mean makes perfect sense um and and we clearly there's not too much danger for her at this point um and so um we've we've sort of gotten past the idea that she was in danger from earlier in the series um and so yeah send her out and check it out um and it's a, a field of bones um that that move because they have bone bugs which is a fantastic way to make skeleton creatures attack people instead of having to be magic or something it's it's a biological thing these bugs make the bones move and they come together you see like skulls and ankle joints and knee joints and um it's all the stuff to make them like Really awesome skull creature things. Uh, what do you think? Did you? Did, would you enjoy all this as much as I clearly did?
1: Yeah, I I, I love it. I, I and Harryhausen is so on point. As a kid and young adult, I was fascinated by Ray Harryhausen's work, um, specifically Clash of the Titans. I fucking love that movie. And yeah, me, me too. Me too. It, it, yeah, this feels. Definitely inspired by that I want to know where the bone Bug idea comes from Because it's such a small Thing but such A Specific thing like Oh I don't know there are these bugs that Animate the bones and work together To It's such an Off the wall thing there would be whole Like arcs About something like this in most books and this is such a throwaway thing.
0: No, totally. I, I completely agree. And that's th- what he does, right? That's what we get, these little details here and there. Like, I bet we never see space insurance again, <laughs> right? Um, unless maybe we do see them get picked up or something. But, like, I bet, like, it's th- all these little details he folds in are just like, these are just elements of the world or of the of the galaxy that we're in. Um, and, and instead of... The comparison we made in the past is where Star Wars will give whole books or chapters of books over to explaining who who the creature and the garbage compactor from A New Hope is, right? Um, Vaughn's going to be like, here's this creature. It's super cool and scary. Never, ever going to see it or explain it again. And i kind of yeah. love that there's like there's something novel about that and he's doing it here again i, I would love to see more bone bugs i'm talking without knowing but um, we might not and that would also be okay yeah uh, i he prince robot uh, and save the day that would be cool <laughs> uh
1: yeah um yeah i love it i love every little bit of it and i love how it ultimately becomes our introduction to d oswald our reintroduction to d oswald heist
0: i'm <laughs> um, you i thought that was me from college what are you talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> um you're so, a bald bearded black man in college
0: <laughs> a, a little soused in a bathrobe my underwear and in some uh it's oh, slippers
1: that, bottle that. liquor in okay. hand
0: <laughs> look i really trying to be a writer <laughs> I, I relate um wow um so so yeah um i do love that like it, are you here to take my advance back like that's such a good writer thing um yeah, i read this but, whole thread about how advance advances work and stuff like that recently and, and like this all this all just tracks it's, it's I, i've guy.
1: re-watched bojack horseman so many times <laughs> so immediately when i reread this i was like oh yeah it's like bojack <laughs>
0: Like, <laughs> and, and the thing that's that's really interesting, too, is we've seen him so composed that like in the last issue that now, like, I really do believe like, I'm curious. To, I, I want to see the interaction between him and the family because they've clearly had some sort of positive yep. or uh, strong effect on him from to go from this panel to the guy who was trying to really um, save them and keep and keep his composure to get rid of prince robot in the last issue it's a cool flashback but also like deepening the the understanding of the character and their arc moment with just one panel um so i think that's really cool like that detail um anything else about quietus before we get to our our last couple of pages here
1: um no i i, I think it's very very brief but very memorable i Well, let's do go back to the the introduction of the bone bugs. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that it's uh, Clara that kind of does the stupid thing and holds the skull up to her ears. Like, it's like it's still trying to talk. Like, it's such a not-her thing that it, not in a bad way, it just you know kind of like even somebody as prepared as she can be and put puts thought into all of that she still does something completely stupid and almost gets herself eaten (laughs) so
0: So here's what i would say uh, to add layers to that in my my thoughts is i think that magic can't bring you back from the dead right and there and so she doesn't even occur to her that this skull could do anything to her. And and I think that there's some stuff going on in this series as we're about to get to with the stalk, where we kind of had been faked out about whether or not the stalk was back. Um, but once you do what we're about to get to where you're talking to the person about moving on and then they disappear, no one can see like that's kind of the they're not coming back. Um, it can't happen, but I do feel that Vaughn is really threading the thought of once you're dead is dead, dead is dead, dead is dead in the series. Um, and, um, that makes me extremely nervous, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I feel. Part of her stupidity is also based in the reality that like dead is dead. And, and, and so I agree with you. It's funny, but it's also like, ah, oh, Vaughn, that crafty guy, he's like, <laughs> He's planting seeds there That are going to come to sad fruition later And that makes me
1: real nervous That's all I'll say Yeah I can't really comment on it But yeah That's fair (laughs) So
0: would you eat a gigantic rhinoceros beetle?
1: (laughs) I mean It's so funny Because in a few panels There's this whole thing about like uh, Oh you found paradise You should just settle down here And I'm like yeah, but he's cooking a giant bug. I don't know if that's paradise. It looks like paradise, but there's not a dude with a burger stand that you know also sells Mai Tais three feet away from him. So mm, yeah. maybe not paradise. <laughs> um, so he's he's
0: looking at his picture of the stock. He also looks like Chris Evans with hair. Yes. Um, and we get the... Uh, ghostly apparition of the stalk um, basically telling him uh, to move down move move on Um, and um, I don't really care whether or not there is um, if there's any sort of like ghostly reality to this you know Um, I'm mostly just like that he's he no matter what he knows that he needs to like move on and we know that he is stuck and that means he has a heart just as he would hit uh, Gwendolyn earlier, it's that complexity of, but he also has a heart, and that doesn't absolve anything. It just makes him a more interesting character, and I like all that.
1: Yeah, people are um, messy, man. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting way uh, for this book, especially. Like we've seen him kind of like uh, off his rocker a little bit, kind of, but like he. He even says, like, I'm not that stone. So we know that he uh, imbibes. And so he's going to have these, like, trippy things. But this isn't that. And so Vaughn makes an effort to say this isn't him having an episode necessarily. um, Because he took a lot of drugs. Uh, It's kind of just us dealing with part of his grief and him telling himself at some point, you have to move past this, like you said. Um, but it is also uh, a look at like a dude who might be actually losing his mind with grief. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I love their talk.
0: Yeah, no, it's all it's all great. It's uh, this also we recognized or brought up the show before, um, but it also is very losty. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that uh, kind of thing, talking to your past and not knowing as the reader, the watcher, whether or not it's totally real or partially real. Um, but that only adds to it for me and the experience for me, um, because whether it's factual like this is a ghost this is uh, you know whatever uh doesn't matter because the emotional truth is there um which is what people get wrong about the lost finale just to let people know um and so uh you
1: cut out there i didn't hear that what was that
0: okay no i don't know i don't know I'll Just <laughs> it. um and so um anyway i like all that i like that a lot and um gwendolyn comes over and like why are you yelling? Well great. Well you woke up slave girl. He says that's not her name. Now we're calling her Sophie. Um what are your thoughts on the name?
1: I, I love it, but also I, A, I want to know where Vaughn got the name. B, I want to know like the will doesn't pull that name out of nowhere. Like, right. is is the stalk's name actually Sophie?
0: Well that's the thing. So the will and the stalk, like is not their names like it is their names but it's not their names like their parents didn't name them the will right, right. unless they're born into freelancing which i don't know we don't know that technically um but in theory that they, they don't have to be their names it could be their their career names um and so uh what if his name is will right and he went he turned into the will
1: is um, that like but, Han solo <laughs> like exactly. the worst name origin ever <laughs>
0: um and so i mean it could be and so um if it's good enough for Star Wars, it's good enough for
1: Saga. Um, So maybe it's vice versa. (laughs) Like, (laughs) once again, Star Wars stole something from Saga. (laughs) It could be, very much so.
0: Um, And so, so yeah, Sophie could be the stalk's name. Um, I don't know. I definitely am very curious to find out. Um, But it's also, we may never find out, and that's okay, because I think maybe there's the element of us having the conversation and engaging with, is this how he remembers the stalk? is like not knowing the answer to that question makes the question more interesting.
1: Yeah. And if we do find out that that's the case, um, it's, it's a very, I don't know. I'm not, it's not a tired trope to me. I, I know it, it is a trope and we see it in a lot of things where, you know, children get named after, uh, I mean, you've got that in your own life. Um mm-hmm after people have passed but yep it's something that always always hits me like right in the right spot you know i i don't know why there's an episode of futurama where uh fry goes on this quest because he thinks his brother stole his name and like did all this great stuff and he the episode ends with him finding out that the person he thought was his brother had stolen that had stolen his name was was actually his nephew who was named in honor of his brother and like it could be it can be just be this thing that's like oh god we see this so much but for whatever reason every single time i'm just like oh god that like hits me like it just makes me want to cry It's
0: also, I mean, we, as humans have thousands of years of history to show that these names are still being used from thousands of years ago because it's what we do. It's like, that's how you pass down the honor of a person. You can't, we may not remember the original James or whatever, right? We, We don't know who that was, but that person, whoever that first one was, their legacy is that that name lives forever um and then we've we've been doing that for forever and and so um i i think it's so universal that it makes sense and some cliches are cliche because you're like no one would do that right like this is only a trope um and the thing about this is like if that's this is the case if, if sophie is the stalks real name um then that's the most universal sign of a, a desire to pass down a legacy. Um, and so I don't know, it's pretty It's pretty cool. I like it. I hope that's what it is, honestly. You, we. I went from being okay not knowing to now wanting that to be it in the matter of like two minutes.
1: Yeah, if it's not it, I'd just assume not knowing that just be my own version of the truth. <laughs> <So. Yeah. laughs>
0: oh man, so all right. So we have done um, issue number 13. What's your panel of the issue?
1: um I, I really really like that last page but okay. I, I i also really love him with his head in his hands and he's like the will as in that whole exchange yeah I, so I, yeah i'm probably gonna go with that i love that bit of dialogue as in losing mind to live <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, I'm a sucker for the splash, but I've been working really hard not to use the splash as my panel of the issue for a while. But since we're back from a break, I might as well do it. But the whole VA, like – I don't know, something about being from a military town. I, I just yeah. like, uh, just something about it hit me just right and was like, this is too good. So the opening page for me is like, I, this. I was like, this is America and Saga in like one panel. Oh, it's all there. And like it just, it hit just right for me. Um, and so, and I probably looked at it the most of each because I always like, I don't know how to explain like I'm like when I'm getting I keep the book near me uh, like in my work area and so like I'll find myself before I've read an issue like opening the issue like a bunch of times and so like I see that first page of whatever issue it is and I see the cover in the first page over and over and over again um and so that one has just been so striking the white and the colors and the guy in the foreground and just in the statue just like all that stuff has worked for me uh, extremely well and and In the context of the whole issue uh, Even better so a big fan of that Opening page that's going to be mine
1: this time That's a good one I have some letters column Stuff that uh, So uh, I I don't remember what issue it was But at some point a dude proposed To uh, his Girlfriend through the letters Mm -hmm. columns of Saga Uh, there's an update On that in this issue's letter column Uh, She did accept Although they agreed not to set a date. Like it's this whole weird saga within the saga. So um, (laughs) um, they're a cute couple. Um, And then also Brian K. Vaughn calls out. um, There's a song that you hear at the beginning of this podcast called Family Matters. um, That's written specifically about saga. He calls it out in this issue. He's like, has everybody heard this? Go look it up on YouTube. It's fantastic. And it is. We've never talked about the opening music, Um, and it's a song that I've loved since I found it however many years ago on YouTube looking for songs about Saga because why wouldn't there be one? Um, So I used it for our opening music, so hopefully nobody ever says anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's one letter that I was going to try to briefly go through if i can make it through it so here we go uh my this is the letter my wife and i had quite a week last tuesday after a solid week of contractions she gave birth to a beautiful little girl our first child she is healthy and feisty and wonderful for the last few years my grandfather has been battling throat cancer Every day for the last six months, I've expected to get the news that he had passed. My greatest desire though, was that he would live long enough to see his first great grandchild born. He did. He was a great grandfather for exactly one week. He died in his bed late last night while I was changing my daughter's diaper some thousand miles away, completely oblivious. I don't want this to turn into a eulogy, so I'll just say he was the best grandfather I could ask for. About an hour ago, I got home from work and cuddled up to my wife and daughter, and we had a good cry. To cheer me up, she encouraged me to read some comics. Together, we read chapter 11. That's where Barr passes away. Uh, The chuckles we shared over Alana and Marco's dialogue, those first few pages, were good medicine. Then we got to the end, and we cried a little more. I had to write you to thank you for writing this story for me. It may be the most humanly honest work of fiction I have ever read, and I mean that as my highest compliment. Barr's words, I was never a great father to that boy, but I was always loyal to his mother, spoke to me in ways I couldn't express in this already long-winded letter. I don't think my grandfather thought all that much of his parenting skills, but if he was one thing, it was devoutly loyal to my grandmother. His last words to her were, I don't want to leave you. And she told him go to Jesus and I'm told he died contentedly. While riding this, my father came over, it was his dad who died. My mother drove him because quote, today he needed to hold a baby. I swear he looked at my daughter with the same expression Barr did on that third panel from the bottom page. Then he talked about her eyes. He smiled, he cried, and I knew everything was right in the universe. That's about as far as I can get. So <laughs>
0: I can't believe he got that far. That was like, that's
1: every single thing we talk about.
0: Yeah, what's the guy's name? Does he give his name at the end of the letter? Um,
1: yeah, uh, hold on, let me get it pulled back up. Um, it is uh, Brendan in East, Hel- East Helena, Montana.
0: So Brendan, like, uh, there's a ch- you never know. It's like saga stuff. Saga fans run deep, man. Um, we could, they could, he could stumble across here. But I think it's, it's by, by any chance that randomly happens, like, it's beautiful. Letter better than anything we could have said. Um, and like, I'm impressed, Logan, that you didn't just weep through all that because I'm sitting <laughs> over here. I've muted my mic a couple different times, and like, whew, yeah, it's uh, right in the right in the heart.
1: He does end it on a funny note. He says, P.S. Uh, yesterday, my daughter's umbilical cord fell off. Seriously thought about sending it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I recently uh, was going back through the first issue. And after reading that letter, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Marco trusted gnaw off the umbilical cord. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, I was funny. I was just, uh, b- b- before I got here cause I was changing Finn. um, I was looking, I noticed his belly button because there for a little bit, I don't know what you know, but you can, so the umbilical cord comes off, but then like the if the belly button's an Audi, that could be representative of a hernia, yes. um, which can be a very small deal. It just takes a few years or time to come, you know, recover or it could need surgery. Um which is still not a huge deal typically. Um but you know, except your baby's having surgery and that's stressful as a parent. Um but um but I am probably traumatic for a baby. I don't know what they remember. But um but I was looking at his belly button being like, good job kid like fell off and he had that Audi for a little bit and then now it's all going back to normal. So anyway, that's all I have to say about umbilical cords,
1: but I thought about (laughs) that earlier Um, yeah, so, uh, I hate to end it on, like, well, that, that wasn't emotional, but <laughs> that was funny, <laughs> but yeah, that letter, I was like, should I read it? Do I not read it? But yeah, um,
0: well, I do know, um, a new issue of Saga's out in the wild this week. Um, so I guess when you hear this, that uh, this week, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry we had a delay. It's all my fault, but thank you if you, uh, if you great. have returned,
1: you got sick there's not really anything you can do about getting sick
0: (laughs) i mean it's still my sickness not yours so that's my (laughs) fault sir um and then um but uh hopefully we're going to catch up again so that way if anything crazy happens or just normal human stuff happens that we don't have an off week again but it'll happen at some point (laughs) but thanks for uh, sticking around um logan where can more people find or people find more of you on the internet
1: uh, x dot Files.com Jacob and I are currently podcasting about Moon Knight Which is so much fun and so good If you're not watching it You should watch have, it on Disney Plus
0: Have you seen Yesterday's? I,
1: I have I need to re-watch it There's so much to unpack Like yep. they uh, The last episode and a half Has been like so Dense uh, For a show that was not that was fun, but not super dense. It got real dense real quick.
0: Yeah, and then I think Oscar Isaac's doing great work. Like I think he's having, like I think he's having fun, but also just doing really great work at the same
1: time. Yeah, Um
0: And that's not always the case, right? Sometimes you're like they're having a blast on that, but it's not like they're doing anything great. But I think. He's yeah,
1: real. I I recently rewatched Con Air, and yes, uh-huh. you're right. That's not the case. Yes. <laughs> Although apparently most of the crew, most of the cast. Did not enjoy filming that movie. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> Malkovich huh. and Cusack specifically hated it. <laughs> Interesting.
0: I gotta look that up. Um, okay, so yeah, me, you can find me on Twitter, maybe. Who knows what the future holds with me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> at, at Film Dispenser, which like... At has Dispenser, Elon Musk. <laughs> but, yeah. <Sorry. laughs> I just like... The whole thing distresses stresses me. It's not even like him like he wants like is he Lex Luther or is he just like some guy who is he Rex Luther, Luther's other rich cousin who doesn't do as much (laughs) bad stuff. I don't know. Um but but like just it's the it's the tone of the of the Twitter that gets so stressy because of him. And that's what makes me want to step away. But for now I'm on Twitter at Film Dispenser, like a Pez Dispenser for movies. You can uh, DM me if you have any questions for the show. We'd love to get them and we talk about them here uh, if, we, if we do. And please rate and review us on whatever uh, podcatcher you have used to listen to us. Um, and if your review includes that I sound super nasally, that will improve. Next week,
1: hopefully, um, and uh, so I yeah. About giving uh, out some buttons for for positive reviews, but I don't think you're supposed to buy positive reviews. <laughs> so. Well, I'm making know, it saga it anyway. buttons, everyone, so. and they're
0: awesome. Well, I, I've seen pictures, but I, the buttons in general, I have I have seen in person, and they're great. I have not seen the saga buttons in my hands, but the pictures look awesome. The lying one well, is my favorite.
1: Yeah, we need to come up with uh, something for some kind of giveaway so i can just give them away i'm running out of rooms to room to store buttons
0: so i thought about getting like a nice glass little bowl and just filling it up with my buttons and then i can like mix them up but i can see them all the time like different ones and stuff i don't know i like that idea because they're they're also very texturally fun to look at in a pile. That's the problem. Because I know uh, I talked to you about like putting them on some cork, and I'm going to probably do that so I could see all of them. But there is something very texturally and shiny and fun about. It. It's sort of like at the beach. If you go to the beach and like the hotel has like a like a light that has like seashells inside the light. It's like that effect, but for yeah. pop culture buttons. Anyway, we should give out buttons to people who give reviews. Um, I think that that's a great idea, and I don't care if we buy reviews because it doesn't. What does it cost? I got forever stamps. I can give you some stamps for free. <laughs> um, technically, not buying anything. Um, so yeah, leave us reviews and maybe you'll get some buttons because they're great. And uh, Logan's putting the hard work into that. And the lying one is still my favorite. I just have to say that again. Yeah, I'm, uh,
1: gonna, just, I'm gonna send that one to you.
0: Well, I just will just I'm gonna get my own button maker and then we'll, I'll make <laughs> them. we'll have of button dates right. where we just Skype call each other and we're in make our buttons. respective. Yeah, Look at like, this one. Ooh, you, yeah we'll have to do it via video and like we'll hold it up to like the screen we should get a uh only fans and it's just us making <laughs> buttons and talking to each other about our buttons
1: <laughs> Jacob would be our only subscriber
0: two two dollars a month just to see us for and it guarantees one uh monthly session where we make buttons and show each other the buttons fully clothed sorry folks and oh, also okay. you're welcome <laughs> so um there's our big plan. So anyway, this has been fun. I'm glad we got back in the groove um, a little bit by the end, and then fell apart again <laughs> at the end. Somewhere in the middle, we were really doing great, and then yep. we fell apart. Um,
1: but that's, so yeah, that, next week we'll be the talking review about of the podcast. Somewhere in the middle, it's hey, really fine.
0: great. <laughs> you could get a button for writing that. Go write it. Um, so. Um, so, yeah thanks for listening and next week it's issue 14 um as we continue saga so thanks for listening talk to you
1: soonties after the inner a story the is a saga then we'll write it long if they let you then we'll write it they